1: Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com. Sometimes it's not even about teaching. Sometimes it's about just the practice kind of shining through you and you embodying it and it's just resonating with them. Like They see the way that you treat yourself. They see the way that you treat the people around you. They see the way that you treat the planet. Um, they see how you interact and and they're just like, hmm, something's different about that.
0: Welcome to the Be Here Now guest podcast. This series features a collection of teachings and conversations centered around mindfulness, spiritual growth, and living a life in balance. Each week, our diverse network of guest teachers and hosts offer up wisdom and practices from a different spiritual path and perspective. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit beherenownetwork.com slash donate. Hey
2: everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Let Your Light Shine book review. We have the boys back in the studio and we're here to go over our last episode and explore all the things that are book-related. So welcome back, guys.
3: Yeah, thanks again for having us, uh, and thanks for making time for us, Dave. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thank you so much, Dave.
1: Dave, we always enjoy recording with you.
2: All right. Okay, so last time we talked, your book was not released. And now it is released. So it's kind of an exciting moment. This is your first book that has ever been released. How did the release go? Like, What do you guys think? I think on social media, we definitely knew that something was happening. You guys are, like, making it look real hot. I saw a lot of posts. I saw a lot of people talking about it. Like, guide me through the excitement that you were feeling.
3: I mean, I don't think the release could have gone any better. The morning of the release, uh, we were on Good Morning America talking with Michael Strahan about our book. Ali and him bonded about their gaps in their teeth. Uh, So, you know, that was hilarious. And, you know, I guess later on that evening, one of our buddies, uh, New York Times bestseller, D. Watkins, uh, moderated a discussion with us at our book launch event, Whitehall Mill. And, you know, a lot of our friends and family came out. Yeah, it was, it was awesome just celebrating us, the work we've done, and uh, the release of the book. And I think the coolest thing about that day was looking on Amazon and seeing that our book was like in the top 100, It was uh, 60,000 before Good Morning America. And then after Good Morning America, it was like 380. So, you know, thank you to Good Morning America and our publishing company for making that happen. That's amazing.
2: Good work.
1: Yeah, very exciting. Very, very exciting. I think it's cool to see this finally come to fruition. I feel like it's been a long time coming. We've been talking about a book for a long time. And then uh, I think we mentioned Barry Boyce in one of the previous episodes. But it was very synchronicitous. Like the night before the book came out, he happened to be in New York with us. So we met him out for dinner, got to hang with him and, uh, you know, just reflect on the conversation we had out at um, Wisdom 2.0 at this uh, bar called The Pickwick. And he came up with the Pickwick Resolution, like a resolution that that we were going to have a book and he was going to help us do it. And that was probably like eight years ago, seven years ago. Finally, to be able to celebrate it with him there, it was pretty dope.
2: Nice. And so Barry Boyce, wasn't he the one that like spawned the idea of the book or did he help you guys want to write the book? Like, how did that happen? And also he's with, what is it? Mindful Mindful Magazine? Mindful Magazine. Yeah. yeah. So what was his role and your role in the, the
1: creation of this book? I mean, he actually came, it was kind of cool. He came to Baltimore to hang with us. Uh, we talked about it for a while. He got some free time. He came to Baltimore. We got an Airbnb and locked ourselves in there. And we put, we made these huge, these huge timelines on the wall and took notes and like all this stuff. Like it was like a, a really great, weekend, or I guess it was like four or five days of just getting ideas out of our head and on the paper and memories. We even did like a driving tour of the city so he could see everything. Um And then we kind of put it all together um in a document. And from there, I mean, you know, just life happens. So he, there was a lot going on. So he couldn't continue with the project anymore. But he passed this off to someone that could. And um it, it just, it, it went on from there. Yeah,
2: shout out to Barry. Tell me your experience a little bit more about Good Morning America. You know, that's a big show. A lot of people see that, and and as Auden was saying, you know, your obviously your book sales like definitely went up, like really hot. Like, what did you guys talk about other than the gaps between your teeth? <laughs> what else did you talk about while on that show? And and what was your experience like? Do they just pick out segments that you talked about, or do they post the whole conversation? Like, how does that work?
4: Yeah, they, I mean, they posted the whole thing. It wasn't that long the sec- segment. It was actually kind of short. It was like a four minute segment, and we basically just talked about concepts of, you know, like, why did we start doing this work? Things like, you know, what's the impact of this work on mental health? We talked about our Mindful Moment program a little. We led them through a belly breath. And I think that's the gist of it, really. I mean, it was, it was pretty, it was, it was fast. It was very fast-paced. Like, it, when we were in there, you know, you go in there, you sit in the room, and they come in and basically say, hey, we're thinking about asking you these questions. And then we go in there, and it's just like, boom, 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 and we're out. So it was cool, though. I, I really enjoyed sitting there with Michael. He he was a really, really nice guy, and we got to kind of shoot the shit with him a little beforehand and joke and laugh. I mean, I thought it was pretty seamless. I thought we did a great job. It went really, really fast to me. I don't know how the fellas felt, but I thought it went real, real
1: fast. Yeah, it definitely didn't. I remember they said it was going to be four and a half minutes, but it probably felt like it was like 15 seconds. Like It was like we were sitting there. He asked some questions, and he was like, okay, thank you, buy the book. And we were like, damn, that couldn't have been four and a half. But it was the crazy thing was... He was so good at, like, holding the space that it was almost exactly four and a half minute section.
3: Yeah, I think with the uh, short amount of time uh, that we did get on there, uh, we were as concise as possible, putting out as much information that answered his questions. So, you know, I think we did a hell of a job. You know, one thing that we all noticed is that, you know, it was really cool seeing so many people of color working in the studio and Go More Than America. Like, you know, the vast majority of the producers and you know, everybody that worked there were people of color. So, you know, that that was awesome to see.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I just want to say this because what you guys are doing is super powerful. It's super respectful. And the community sees what you're doing. And I'm so happy and proud of you guys. And I'm so happy just to like know you and the fact that, you know, you're being highlighted in this way and the work that you're doing. It's, it's really cool to watch the growth and your progression. And I'm, this isn't even a question. I'm just I'm just saying I'm proud of you guys. I've known you guys for a bit now, and it's just really cool to watch your journey.
4: Thanks, bro. We appreciate that, Dave. Yeah, man. We love you, buddy. Thank you so much.
2: So tell me, tell me your experience of like, did the presenter guy? Did he like his belly breaths? Was that like his first time ever doing it?
4: I I would guess so. I would say it's the first time he ever did any belly breaths. Yeah.
2: Did you notice any of the the cameramen or any anybody like that doing it as well?
3: Yeah, it seemed like everybody in the studio uh, was doing it. We looked over and Robin Roberts doing the practice. And it seemed like, you know, just like when anyone does the breath, it drops you in and, you know, it stills the room. And, you know, that's definitely what we felt after Ali led everybody through the breath. And it was great. So many people got to saw it because it is such a highly viewed television show.
2: Straight up. So now that the book is released, it's pretty fresh. And I'm sure, you know, I've I've been seeing a lot of posts about it on social media from you guys, from other people, everyone supporting you. What I want to know is sometimes you get those people that actually reach out to you and they're like, yo, good job. But then you get those people who give you feedback. I want to know what is some of the feedback that you've guys been receiving? And is there anything that you can share that relates to sort of feedback or, you know, people just like reaching out, being like, good work. What are some notable moments that you've experienced?
1: I think the only feedback I've gotten so far that I've heard is people just excited to read the book. because I mean It just dropped on Tuesday. Um, and most people were just getting it. Um, I know a few people that have kind of like started it, but I don't. I don't know anyone that's actually like dove through the whole thing. So I'm I'm looking forward to hearing people's view. I mean, what they think about it. You know, what I mean, like we put a lot into it. We think it's good, but I mean, that's just our opinion. Because I mean, because we wrote it and it's our book. We could just be thinking it's good, but I, I, we really do think that it's it's going to be a powerful book that can help people um, in a lot of different ways, like with the stories in it, with the practices in it. Yeah, I, I think I think it's just a. Uh, We're really excited to hear what people think after they've completed the whole thing and had time to digest it.
3: Yeah, two stories that pop out of my mind. One, one of my neighbors came and supported the event, and she started reading the book there. And she thought that just the intro was so powerful that she bought two more, one for uh, each of her parents, just because it was so powerful. You know, the message that we're trying to get across in the book. And then the the second response that I got, one of my buddies slash like my sister that I went to uh, friend school with, she's known me like all of my life. Ali, I'm talking about Simone. Uh, She called me this morning or texted me this morning and read, uh, you know, a little bit about the book. And she had no idea about, you know, our past and how, you know, we were doing yoga and meditation back in the day. And thing that she was like, she, she hopes that, our story gets out there. So, you know, instead of Baltimore being known for the wire and corruption, we can be known for yoga. And, you know, that's, you know, would be a great way to kind of change the what Baltimore gets highlighted for.
2: I see. So when it comes to your book, you know, it's like you're saying there's stories, there's practices, there's experiences that you're relating, all this like dope information that you're talking about as well. If you're congealing like an idea together, what do you think the main goal is for the book? Is it for self-help? Is it for self-empowerment? Is it for dealing with situations that are rough? Is it for learning how to breathe in your belly? Like what is the message you ultimately want to give the people that are reading your book?
1: Definitely self-empowerment. I think that's the way that we were taught to practice was to be teacher and not a student. Like, you know what I mean? You, you, You learn the practice, you work on yourself, and then you share with as many people as possible. And that's what we're hoping to get across in the book. In the book, we talk about evolution a lot, like changing yourself to change the world. And that's what we're hoping that people do. They read they read the book, um, they get inspired, and um, and I mean you know, I mean it's it just it's cool to be inspired. But then if you don't know what the hell to do with it, like what are you going to do with it? So we, we we felt it was important to have some practices in there that people can use to to really kind of go on that inner journey um, and, and really get to know their their true infinite self, and then let it shine out into the world. But then also give them some tips on how to share it with people. So, I mean, I feel like we do we do a lot for helping people to empower themselves with the practice, with um, spiritual knowledge, and, uh, and ways to share it with the people around them. Just like Holly said, I mean, I think the title really speaks
4: to what we're trying to do. We're trying to get people to let their light shine. So as individuals read the book, ideally they'll start going on that inner journey, understanding what their real infinite self is, and then enable them to use some of the techniques and practices that we've all used in our journey to help them let their light shine as much as possible, you know, that light within them. And, and, you know, oftentimes it might be a little muddled with all the stuff that's going on within an individual, you know, so that their their light doesn't shine as much as it should be. So hopefully we inspire people to do some more self-reflection, get some more self-realization, And then these techniques that they can start using on themselves to let their light shine will empower them and hopefully encourage them to make an impact on other individuals as well. So go and share these techniques the same way Uncle Will shared them with us after he did them and it transformed him. And then we did them and it transformed us. And that's why we started doing the work with Holistic Life Foundation to help people help themselves. And hopefully this book will do the same thing where it'll get people to go on that journey and to continue to make the world a better place through being more mindful, being more aware, and being more loving,
2: yeah, so I notice there's this really interesting intersection between self and community, and you guys of you guys focus on both community and self, so you have like self help practices, you have like by yourself practices, but then you also have like these community practices like yoga and like breath work and you know, workshops and all this stuff and, like, community building, organizing and stuff going on. And I'm wondering what is the difference between working on yourself and working on your community? And then what are the similarities of working on yourself and working on your community?
1: It's like the microcosm of the macrocosm, David.
2: Come on, that's a real question.
1: <laughs> get get in there. Uh, no, nah, so... But I'm serious. No, nah, <laughs> we get you. Like, so... I think a a big part of of us is, like, you have to change yourself to be able to change the world around you. Like, you can't be walking around telling people to breathe and meditate and spread love and you're out there cussing everybody out. You know what I mean? And being a dickhead to everybody. Like, that doesn't really work. A lot of what we do is talking about embodying the practice. And not all the time. You're not going to be—neither of us, none of us, none of us are perfect all the time. You know what I mean? As much as people try to put that on us, like— we fuck up. Like, we make mistakes. Like, we— like, I can vouch to that, too. You know what I mean? You've seen us mess up before, David. Like, and it's—and ha- you'll see it again. You know what I mean? I think the, the whole thing is just, like, being able to get back to center. You know what I mean? Like, knowing when you mess up and being able to get back to your spiritual base and, like, you know what I mean? Staying there as long as you can, getting distracted, but coming on back to it. Like, keep coming back to, to home. You know what I mean? Like, your, your 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 true spiritual center. And you have to be able to change yourself to change the people around you. And sometimes it's not even about teaching. Sometimes it's about just the practice kind of shining through you and you embodying it, and it's just resonating with them. Like, they see the way that you treat yourself. They see the way that you treat the people around you. They see the way that you treat the planet. Um, they see how you interact. And, and they're just like, hmm, something's different about that. And, uh, you know, like I said, it won't be all the time. At least you'll know, and you'll have a um, an outlet for, like, transmuting some of that BS that goes on in our mind and in the world around us I th- yeah, I, th- I think it's it's definitely about you got to build yourself up first before you can ch- go out and try to change your community. But they do go hand in hand because, like, you know, that, that energy means something.
3: Yeah, and, you know, once you do kind of uh, build yourself up, uh, you know, through the practice of, you know, meditation, yoga, breath work, one thing that we've seen is that it does help you uh, develop a love of self and empathy for others. And, you know, so it's like really once you strengthen yourself, it's only natural to kind of want to strengthen your community around you. And that's one of the things that we hope that people see through our story in the book, that that's what happens. And, you know, what three guys, three normal regular dudes can do to help change systems. You know, all we did was exactly what we said. We did these practices, you know, got love of self, got stronger mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and the universe guided us to be able to be supportive and be of service to those around us first, like immediately. And then, you know, the broader sense of, you know, changing systems. And I think that's what we've done with our uh, programs in schools is, you know, changing what it means to deal with kids in crisis instead of hammering them down with uh, punitive measures. We've figured out ways to empower these kids so they can get back to homeostasis and can get back to learning instead of being put out of school.
1: When I was talking about the universe guiding us, I feel like once we were able to slow things down enough, like early, I'm talking about early on, like we were fresh. Ab and I had meditated in, since we were in the fourth grade, once we started this all this up and, you know, like that that mental chatter and all that stuff was just going and going and going and going. And I think once we were able to, like, oh, so we were able to slow ourselves down, I think one of the coolest things that, that we could see the universe guiding us, like the synchronicities were just like, it wasn't anything we had to look for. They were like glaring in our faces where it was like, oh, we need to be going this way. Oh, we need to be going that way. And it was just like we were kind of being led in the direction. Like, I mean, we had to put in the work. Don't get me wrong. Like, we put in a lot of work, but it was also, we were also being, the universe was definitely assisting us. Like, because there's definitely points where it would be like something magic would happen and it would be like, okay, well, this is, we're clearly doing the right thing. We're clearly going in the right direction. So we just need to stay in our practice and uh, just keep on moving in this direction. Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of that stemmed, too, from just having a
4: practice like that. You know, as you start going inward and getting deeper into your practice, you start seeing those signs more, and you may not have witnessed them before because you just weren't really paying attention, or you didn't allow yourself to be open to those signals and those signs as much, and I think as we continued down our journey, we started opening up ourselves more for those things. So we started witnessing them more and then we were more aware of them. We realized them more. We started seeing it all the time. And just like Ali said, it just started just, there's no real effort to the direction we were going. It was almost like, it was like the yellow brick road laid out in front of us. And it was just constantly guiding us and leading us to do this work and to have this impact. And it makes it easier. And, and I hope that a lot of the the listeners and and the individuals who do read the book, the readers, will we'll find that as well as as they start going inward, that they'll start seeing those synchronicities more. They'll start, you know, I know, Dave, you you love uh, seeing numbers on the clock, right? You know, certain numbers. I know you, your phone, you always take pictures, of you know, so you start seeing those more. I, I bet you as you started being more open to it, it happened more for you. So you got to, that's why I've seen your phone. Like yeah. you had tons of pictures of the 3, same number. I have 3,000
2: screenshots of them
4: yeah see right you know but that's because I think your, your practice allows you to be open to that and I think that hopefully that's what will happen with everyone that as they start opening themselves up to the universe they'll start seeing those signs more and, and hearing almost it's like the universe is speaking to them
0: this show is sponsored by BetterHelp time can feel like it's in short supply between work family and friends there's very little time left just for you What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/slash/be here now today to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. dot com/slash/be here now.
2: Yeah, and I totally agree with that. I think once you open that doorway, and the thing is, is they always exist. They never not were there. They're always there. It's just your vision is more aware and acute to seeing it more. And so it's like you can you can like follow the signs once you are available to see the signs because the signs are always there. And I think you guys were able to see those like right away and you know, your your nature sort of prepared you to follow it. And here we are now talking about all your successes and the good work that you're doing. You know, the work that you're doing with yourselves and the work that you're doing with your community. And you guys have done some very impactful things. You guys are like helping people. That's fucking rad. You know, it's super dope.
3: I think, you know, you said we're helping people. I think the one thing way we always try to correct people is, you know, we empower people to so we're not actually helping people. We're helping people help themselves. You know what I mean? Through tools, techniques, you know, resources, honestly.
2: Yeah. And that's where the real hope begins is like someone can't do it for you you know, it could feel like they're doing it for you. But like, you need to do it yourself. And so putting yourself in that situation where you're letting people know it's it's on them, they got to be responsible for their own self impacts. So one thing we we just talked about was like how helping yourself helps your community. So it's like a like an inwards help helps an outward help. But in some senses, Ahmed, I mean, you were just saying, like, you're, you're showing people to help themselves, but at the same time, it's like this outward force is helping someone deal with their inside. So, like, how important is it to be surrounded by community that is doing the work that helps you do your inside work, other than like, you know, you're home at yourself and you're like, okay, I've I've developed this golden nugget of wisdom. Now I'm gonna go share it. Cause sometimes like the nugget of wisdom is the community that you're around which helps your internal practice. So how important is it for us to not only have a good sound inside, but also to have like a good outside to teach us about the inside?
1: I think it's ideal, but it's not necessary because sometimes you'll have that nugget of wisdom and the people around you smack that shit out your hand. Like, I don't care about that nugget. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of students that we work with that they don't have the support in their practice around them. So it's like they may have it several hours a day at an after school program or the mentoring program. But like, the key is for them to be able to use their practice no matter where they are. And it sucks. I mean, I I think it was beautiful that the three of us, like we had each other support each other in our practices. You know what I mean? Like we had, we were around each other. Like we could talk about this stuff, but there weren't many other people that we could talk about this stuff with. Like outside of our teacher and our dad, for the most part, like there weren't many other people we could talk, like especially early on. Um, The practice, all this stuff is a lot more popular now and people are into it now. But um, back in like, the early 2000s like around 2000 2001 there weren't many people we could talk about it to so it was like we had to be you know what I mean like we we just we just couldn't share it i mean it, it just was what it was like again ideally you have those people around you that can support you in your practice but for a lot of people that's not necess- that i mean it's it definitely helps things but for a lot of people that's not really possible and it's not something that is a reality in their life it's just that's the hand they were dealt that's what that's the life they have to live but it's great, but it's, it's not. it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think Ali hit it perfectly. I, I
4: remember back when we were first starting this stuff, whenever I shared this with anyone else besides Ali, Atma, Uncle Will, Smitty, they looked at me like I was crazy. And and it got to a point where after a while, they were like, Andy, we don't want to fucking hear this. Like, don't even bring—don't start with that again, you know? Almost like, oh, here he goes again, talking this hoochie-poochie, esoteric, crazy stuff, you know? And it got to a point where, if anything— I, I was more prone to just keep my mouth closed and not, even though every inkling of my body, every, every like cell in my body wanted to share, you know, cause I, I saw the transformation that was occurring within me. I saw the difference that it was making in my life and I knew that it would be beneficial for them, but they just didn't want to hear that shit, you know? So it would be ideal it, for me. I think it'd be amazing if the community did support it because I think it would make everyone advance more like, like you were saying, you know, I think, you know, a sound body and sound mind for the environment helps the environment. And then same way, a nice sound environment could help the body, but that's just not really realistic. I don't think, I don't think that that happens that much. It would be great if it did, but I think the key is to just keep focusing on taking care of yourself as much as you can. And I think if anything, what happens is it slowly starts impacting your community more and more. You know, I, I, in the book, it says, you know, it's, it's about empowering communities. And that's what we try to do. I just don't think it's 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 normal for the community to be as willing to take on these practices or to listen as we would like them to, because, you know, this is different for some people. And and for, for me, I, I think it'd be great. I just don't think it's realistic for you to, th- to think that, hey, I'm going to have this like, this group of people who are all going to be down with this and listen and want to take on these practices. I don't know if that happens very often in America, honestly.
3: And and I think it's, you know, relative as far as what you consider the community. Like, because honestly, without Andy and Ali, I don't think that, you know, I would have been on this path. Like that for a little while, we were like hermits, like in, you know, just around each other. And I think that is what fanned our interest in the spiritual path. And, you know, it kept us uh motivated, even with all those outdoor, I mean out outside distractions of people saying, well, why don't you go get a real job? What are you guys doing? You all have college degrees and, you know, just doubt here, doubt there. Uh I don't think if I had that small community to be able to help uh support me and seeing somebody just as broke as me when all my other friends were, you know, rich and having nice cars, nice houses. I, I think I, that would might have gotten me off the path, but having that my little community of just Ali and Andy was all the motivation and support that I needed to stay steadfast. So I think, it, you know, community is all relative. And I think that we did have a microcosm, Ali, of a community helping support us.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, Ali, you were saying how sometimes the work is done by yourself because your community isn't there, not ready to hear it. But at the same time, like... You know, and and Andres was also talking about that too. Is like, I don't want to fucking hear that. Like, yo, you're talking that stuff again? But at the same time, if that's the light you're shining, that's the light that people are going to get, whether they want to hear it or not. At least they're being exposed to the content. Exposed to something different other than like, if you're talking shit, they're talking shit. It's like, what kind of light is that? There is no light in there. So if one person can be that beacon... You do help your community, so I can see how both sides of it work. But yeah, it, it must be like hard to be the one that's shining your light first in your crowd of haters.
3: I think that also goes back to you know the 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 real work starts inside of you because you know when you do get into these practices, it does empower you and it makes you once again steadfast in your mission, your your vision, your what you want to do in life. And you know, even though. We were surrounded by a lot of people who uh, doubted us and were hating on us. Like we, you know, stayed fast on on the path of us empowering communities, just like the, the book is called, and elevating people or helping people elevate their own consciousness and their own self-worth.
2: So, you know, we're sort of talking about inner and outer work and all this other stuff. And um, it feels as though like someone is either searching or coming back to their center. And the center is like peace, calm, tranquility, you know, a place a place that is um, emotionally neutral and mature. And I'm wondering like when you kind of like get off, when you're not feeling right, how do we center ourselves? Is it like, would you like suggest a combination of just like sitting with yourself and, and visualizing things or is it like breath work? Is it yoga? Is it all the above? Or is it like, depending on the situation that you're going through, like, how is it that you guys come back to your center when you're not feeling it?
1: So I think deep down, that's what we're all looking for. I think we, 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 we think we're looking for things on the outside. Like you try to um, gratify your senses. You try to get all this stuff. You try to do all these things and you know, they they keep you content or make, bring a little bit of joy and happiness for every once in a while, but. Like you you always want more or like if you're looking for happiness on the outside from another person, they always end up letting you down. I think that's what we're all searching for is that interconnection. But I think the easiest way to get there is to buy the book. There's so many great tools in the book, like where like, you know, you might not have a teacher that can help you out. and You might not have people around you that can help you. But I think the coolest thing about this is this book, like the practices in this book are built on. Thousands of yoga teachers, you know what I mean? And thousands of yogis, you know what I mean? And our teachers. So it's like you're not just getting, because none of the stuff we made up, like don't think that any practice in this book we made up, all this stuff has been around since the beginning of, you know what I mean? Since the beginning of people, like their practices to connect to your true self. I think really having the book and the, and the resources in it are a huge help. If, if that's the journey that you want to take, that inner journey of getting back to your center and remembering your true self.
4: Yeah, and I, I think, it,
1: you, David, when you're, saying, you're asking the question, you're saying stuff
4: like, you know, is it this or is it, is it the breathing, is it the yoga? And I mean, I think it can be any of those things. So like Ali's saying, you know, the, the, the book is such a great resource because it gives you breathing techniques that can help you find your center. It gives you mudras that you can use to help you find your center. It gives you mantras that you can use to help you find your center. Movement practices, meditations, you know, so we're all, the, we're all one, we're all the same but in this human experience we are going through it differently so there's a million different paths for all these millions of different people and what we're hopefully doing is providing enough techniques where you can at least grab one of these tools and start using it and incorporate it into your life so you can find your center whenever and wherever but i think it's just going to vary on a person to person basis i know me i, I my go to is usually the breath or some mantras you know i mean i, I chant mantras all day long whenever anything's going Off in my head to bring me back to center, but that that may not resonate with somebody else. You know, maybe they like meditation, or maybe they want to move, or who knows what it is. So I think you know it definitely varies person to person. And ultimately, we've provided enough, hopefully, that you'll be able to grab one of these tools and start really making a difference in your life.
3: And I think it's one of those things that we try to get across in the book is that you can do yoga on a mat, but the real transformation, a real way to be able to bring yourself back to center whenever you get thrown off like Andy was just talking about is to take the practices off your mat and actually into your life. Knowing what's And you have to do the experiments and do the work to see what works for you. Don't just read what the benefits are. Do the experiment on yourself. See what works for you. See what gets you back to center. And then once again, being able to adapt those practices into your life when you need them. It's a like a PRN, take as needed. That's what these practices are. Take as needed throughout your day whenever you need to take a second. You know, it's great to be able to uh, carve out an hour long to do yoga in the morning, but sometimes you need, situation may present itself and it may throw you completely off. And instead of staying in shitsville all day, have a quick practice, a quick breath, a quick mudra, a quick mantra that you can do that can bring you back to center. And I think that's one of the reasons why this book is such a resource it's like Ali and Andy were saying. There are so many different tools that you can use in there in that book that you can adapt into your life. And but it's all about doing the experiments and actually doing it.
2: Yeah, amazing. So I mean, with that, that concludes our episode. But again, I'm I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so proud of the work you're doing, the the forward movement. And you know, I I kind of feel like this is the beginning to some bigger things. And I'm looking forward to diving into this book and just kind of seeing what it has to offer. And I've done some meditation, I've done some yoga, but I've never done some mudras. So now I get to learn about something I haven't tried before and see if this could help put me in a position that I'm looking to achieve. And it's just really beautiful to know that, you know, there's, there's multiple ways to practice. There's not one. And I think you guys are shining a light on how to shine your light. And I think that's freaking rad.
3: Thanks so much, bro. Yeah, we appreciate that, David.
2: So before we go, let's shout out that book, you know, let, let the people know where can they get it.
3: Well, you can go ahead and uh,
4: log in to LetYourLightShineBook.com and there'll be a, a variety of different places from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, so on and so forth. you can go ahead and put an order in. Uh, holiday season's coming, so maybe buy a few extra ones for your family, friends. Spread the word, get it out there. Uh, we really appreciate the support.
1: I was going to say, just support, and support your local bookstores there's a lot of bookstores out there that are small and uh, are carrying the book. And it's always good to support um, local businesses. So check check for a local bookstore in your neighborhood, in your community, in your city, and go buy the book there, too.
3: And be on the lookout. Uh, we're going to do a book tour relatively soon. Uh, so, you know, just check and see if we'll be in your uh, city. It should be on that same website that Andy just shouted out, Let your uh, com. Look out for us. We love connecting with people in person. And thank you for tuning in.
2: Awesome. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all. Thank you so much.